We had plenty of thinking to do, as it happens. First, we thought about who could have known about my Hammett novel. Then we thought about how we might set about identifying and tracking down a female cat burglar. But more than anything else, we thought about the square of red card she'd left behind. It was about half the size of a paperback novel, and it featured an image of an open book on one side. Printed in black ink on the pages of the book was a good deal of Italian text. My Italian was terrible, but we managed to make some sense of it with the help of a battered language dictionary. From what we could decipher, the card was a flyer for a business that specialised in bookbinding and restoration, located in the district of San Marco. The intricate craft of bookbinding and the stores that promote it are very much a Venetian specialty. But for the life of me, I couldn't recall asking for any assistance with the preservation of my Hammett novel, and it was more than a little perverse to suppose that a shop might send a burglar to collect my book for restoration in the dead of night. This is weird, Victoria told me, her hands wrapped around a steaming mug of English tea. You're telling me. I've heard of burglars leaving calling cards, but never anything like this. Perhaps it's a guerrilla marketing campaign. For a Venetian bookbinder? Hmm, I suppose it is a touch aggressive, you think? I slapped the language dictionary onto the wooden steamer trunk that functioned as my coffee table and placed the card on top. I was perched on the rickety dining chair I used when I was writing. Victoria was sitting on the leather Chesterfield across from me, her legs and feet folded beneath her and hidden by the pink dressing gown she'd put on. There wasn't a lot of furniture in my apartment, and much of what there was hailed from England. The building I lived in was owned by the retired couple in the maisonette below, a former GP from Cambridge and his Italian wife, who'd furnished each floor with the belongings they'd brought with them to Venice more than a decade before. The apartment above me was currently unoccupied, as it was likely to remain for another few weeks until the tourist season picked up for Carnivale in February. Victoria had been in my apartment for three days so far. She'd come to visit me for a fortnight with the intention of reading my new novel— I suppose I should have felt relieved that she could still do that, given that my laptop hadn't been swiped. But for the moment I was struggling to focus on the bright side of my situation. "'And you say the burglar was female?' Victoria asked me. "'Very,' she scowled. "'Attractive?' "'It was dark, Vic, and she was in something of a hurry to leave. And to be honest, I had other things on my mind.' Victoria rolled her eyes and slurped her tea. She clenched her dressing gown across her chest, then reached for the flyer and subjected it to another assessment. Any theories about this card? Maybe she's goading me, telling me where I might buy a replacement for my book. Is that likely? If she's a complete bitch. No, you idiot. I meant about there being a replacement. How many first editions of the Maltese Falcon are there? I gave her question some thought. Few enough for them to be worth an awful lot of money. And let's not forget that my copy was signed. It's funny, Victoria swallowed more tea. You never did tell me how you came to own it. Where did you find the money? I treated her to a level gaze. My God, she said, you stole it. I threw up my hands as if that much should have been obvious. Who from? Does it matter? It might, if they decided to steal it back. Oh, I hadn't considered that. Is it possible? I drummed my fingers on my chin. On balance, it struck me as highly unlikely. It was more than eight years since I'd acquired the book, and I hadn't been back to England since. So far as I was aware, the person I'd liberated it from had no idea who I was, and I'd never felt the need to contact a dealer to establish its worth because I had no intention of selling.
To me, the book was priceless. I'd first read The Maltese Falcon when I was at boarding school. It hadn't been on the curriculum. Nothing that was on the curriculum could possibly have swept me away with the same force. I fell hard for the wise-cracking private eye, the overblown villains, the tawdry San Francisco backdrop, and the switchback plot, the cross, the double cross, the triple cross. I could go on. Anything I ever learned about writing I learned from Hammett, so perhaps you can imagine how much it had meant to me when, years later, I found myself in a position to pinch a first edition, signed by my own personal hero. I don't think it's possible at all, I told Victoria, in what I hoped was a conclusive tone. In fact, I'm sure of it. Well, somebody must have known it was here, she raised an eyebrow. Have you entertained many guests since you've been in Venice? I did my best to navigate a safe response.